Hello, I am David Silber speaking for the Drisha Institute. We are presenting a series of podcasts on prayer and nigun, prayer and melody, focusing on the prayers of the high holidays of the Yamim Noraim. We are entering into the period of the Yamim Noraim, the days of awe, which begin with Rosh Hashanah, the two days of Rosh Hashanah, and conclude with Yom Kippur. And the days of awe are days of prayer. These are the two holidays in which prayer is central. And the prayers are not simply recited. The prayers are chanted. The prayers are sung. In general, the service that we have involves chanting and singing. We read the Torah every week. We don't simply read it. We chant it. The prayers have a particular what's called the nusach, a particular way of singing, a particular melody, a chant. And on the high holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippur, they have a very particular set of chants. The melody for the evening service is not the same melody as the morning service. The melody for the final service of Yom Kippur and Ne'ilah is different. So each one is different, and the music and the chant enhances the prayer. We are going to uh, present many nigunim coming out of the Hasidic tradition. And the uh, goal is to deepen our prayer experience of the High Holidays and perhaps to allow us to see some of these prayers in a different light. So this is the time of the year where we are dedicated to prayer. We think about prayer. We think about the beginning of the year. We think about the past. We think about our hope for the future. Let us begin this project with a meditation. The Nigun comes out of the world of Chabad. It was written by a Hasid of the Chabad movement in the middle of the 19th century, the Pavlova Nigun. It is played by Laura Melnikoff. The musicians that will be performing the Nigunim are Andy Statman on clarinet, Lauren Melnikoff on cello, Abai Steinmel Silber on piano, Jordan Hirsch on trumpet. There are some solos, there are duets, there are trios. Let's begin with the Pavlova Nigun of Chabad.
of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur fundamentally have, are built on the structure of the prayers of every week, every week of the festivals, of the Shabbat. But of course, there are many additions and some interesting variations on the theme, both on Rosh Hashanah and especially on Yom Kippur. I remember as, as a young person uh, going in the morning to the synagogue on Rosh Hashanah. And the first thing that was recited in the synagogue was Adon Olam. Now, Adon Olam is familiar to all of us. It's something that we say typically at the end of the service. Often it's led by a, by a young person. Adon Olam, actually, if you think about the words, is an extremely serious prayer. It ends with the words, Biyado afkidruchi, biyeti shan v'yaira. I hand my soul over to God every night. Imruchi gviyati, and having handed my spirit over, I trust in God and have no fear. So on Rosh Hashanah in the morning, we would begin with a prayer, a poem actually, that's recited every week. And I think many of us don't really recognize the power of this poem. On Rosh Hashanah, what we do typically, and perhaps take for granted, becomes of extreme significance. So let us play now uh, Enigun for Adon Olam, played on the piano by Abaye, which picks up, I think, on the power of the Adon Olam.
In the morning service of Rosh Hashanah Shacharit, there are many additions to the standard service. The additions typically are songs or poems. They're known as piyutim. And in the Shacharit service, in the morning service, there are many such poems. And uh, typically they're either chanted, and in some places they are sung. In addition to the poems that are inserted, there are also poems that are almost integral to the service itself, really expansions of the standard text. One of them, actually, that's recited on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, begins with the words, Uvechein tein pachtecha. It's an interesting prayer. It speaks of God who created everyone and everything, and the aspiration that someday the world will be united, all of the world will be united in the service of God, in the performance of or behaviors that are righteous and just. That's the hope. And then it focuses more on the community, on Israel. And then the last piece focuses on the righteous in the world. That's the structure of it. The second of these, which begins with the words, grant dignity to your people, grant them hope, the ability to speak up, joy to the land, there have been many, many nigunim composed for those words. So let us listen to two different nigunim composed to the words Simcha Liyartzecha V'Sason Liyirecha A prayer to bring joy to the land. Two different renditions. The first is a nigun written by Shlomo Kalbach and the second comes out of the world of Mujitz performed by Andy Statman. That was the nigun for Simcha coming out of the world of Mujitz. It's a celebratory tune. It's a joyful tune, joyous words. Now let's listen to a second rendition, a different nigun, 
Shomo Kalbach's rendition of his tune for Simchuli Yatzecha, I invite us to think about what his tune uh, evokes in us, and perhaps the difference between the two tunes, how we go back to these words and read these words differently. When we're saying, O oh God, grant glory to your people and joy to the land, is it a hope? Is it an aspiration? Is it an expectation? Rosh Hashanah is also the first day of what is known as the Ten Days of Repentance, the Aserity Me Teshuvah. They begin with Rosh Hashanah and they end with Yom Kippur. One would expect, therefore, that on Rosh Hashanah there would be prayers of confession, requests for forgiveness. The requests for forgiveness we call Slichot, and they are an essential part of the Yom Kippur service. And the Yom Kippur service has, in every of the five prayers of Yom Kippur, there are confessions. Confession, request for repentance, forgive us. What is striking is that in the core service of Rosh Hashanah, they don't appear at all. What is central to Rosh Hashanah, to the service, to the text, is the theme of God's kingship. The day of Rosh Hashanah, is the enthronement of God. The day that God is enthroned, the prayers end always with Melech, God is king. And it is striking, in particular, because in the Ashkenazic community where they recite penitential prayers before Rosh Hashanah, the longest of which is actually the day prior to Rosh Hashanah, are the longest slichot, the longest penitential prayers, and the second longest, the day after Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah itself, there are none. The focus is God's kingship, and what that means we'll have to think about, maybe we'll explore a little bit later on. What does it mean that to enthrone God as king? How does that speak to us? In any event, but in the additional poems that we add in the PU team, there is a sense of requesting forgiveness, 
perhaps as a response to the fact that God is king, because the king is a judge. The day of Rosh Hashanah is called Yom Hadin, the day of judgment, and we suddenly find ourselves standing in judgment. And of course, the natural instinct of one standing in judgment is to tell the judge, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. So in that sense, that's how the forgiveness element enters into the Rosh Hashanah service. One can even see in the shofar, which is, of course, the key to Rosh Hashanah, the sounding of the shofar, one can even see in the, see in the broken sound of the shofar a kind of prayer, a request for God's mercies. But it's not true that confession and request for forgiveness is completely absent from Rosh Hashanah, because on Rosh Hashanah, we do have one prayer that we say, which can be seen as part of a request for forgiveness and confession, and that is the prayer of Inu Malkenu, that's recited in the morning prayer at the conclusion of the morning service and con- recited in the afternoon service as well at Mincha, Avinu Malkenu. Let's hear a rendition of Avinu Malkenu, a duet played by Laura and Abaye, which reminds us that Rosh Hashanah is in fact the first of the ten days of repentance.
On behalf of Drisha Institute, thank you for listening. The next podcast will continue with the prayers and melodies of Rosh Hashanah.